You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Shout out to the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Visit them at 779 Bank Street. Let them know Locked On Senators sent you. You can also buy your tickets for the Send Shuttle $17 round trip at GlebeCentralPub.com. I'm Ross Levitan. With me, as always, is Brandon Piller. Even though we did have people asking on Twitter at Send Central, it's got to be a Martian and Pillsy postcast. The way it ends, 4-1 for the Carolina Hurricanes. The second period, an Achilles heel again. Pillsy, great first. Yeah, this team started off well, Ross. Like, I can't believe it, but there was a shred of hope in me that the Ottawa Senators would be able to handle, maybe even beat the Carolina Hurricanes, as that's a team that always seems to give them trouble, regardless of being on a Canadian road trip where they've lost all four games leading up to this one. But the Senators roll over and allow the Carolina Hurricanes to dominate this game in the second period just when we thought that pattern of being second period losers was over. We thought, hey, they're turning it around. That was a good second period up against the Red Wings. Nope, this team falls back to its old tricks. Three goals in the second period, four unanswered after scoring first. And get this, Pilsy, the Senators have scored first in 16 of their 23 games this year. Pretty good, right? They should have 16 wins. Like the odds that the team that scores first wins is always on betting lines, like minus 160 or something like that. Like it's very, very likely if you score first, you're going to have a better chance to win. The Ottawa Senators, last I checked, have not won 16 games. Damn. No, but you're you're looking for the hundred percent win <laughs> when scoring first. I like I like the thought. Got to be closer to a hundred percent, Ross. How about that? It definitely does. Because after tonight, the Ottawa Senators are nine seven and zero oh when scoring first. Nine seven and zero oh when Yikes. scoring first. And I think more concerning than that, Pillsy, is that the Ottawa Senators have had home cooking all season long. Tonight was their 18th home game out of 23 games. This team's only played Insane. six games on the road. It's yeah. unbelievable. So, and go ahead. That's the thing, Ross. Part of me is thinking, we've been talking about this road trip, kind of similar to what the Hurricanes just did on, but on the flip side, the Sens are going to the south of the states. And, you know, you think, a oh, tough road trip, that's going to be hard. I actually think that maybe this road trip will be a good thing for the Sens because, like you mentioned, they've barely been on the road at all. If they have had road trips, have been small ones. So I want to see just a say goodbye to your to your family. You're not going to see them for a long time. You're going to battle, and you better get ready for a grueling, grueling, what is it, five-game road trip, Ross, through the southern United States up against a lot of good teams. So it's going to be interesting to see if that finally whips this team into shape. Well, there's no other option because this could make or break. I think more. It couldn't make. It can make you feel better, but it can break the season. If they go one and four, especially after this loss, then you'd be looking at only one or two wins in the last seven or eight games going back to Detroit because they lost the game before that as well. I know they've been playing good hockey. Talk about aging poorly. The little short we made the other day are the Senators turning a corner. <laughs> it felt like they turned the corner and then took the next right as well. And we started yeah. going backwards with the way they played in the second period tonight. Just breakdown after breakdown, Pillsy. But I think before we get into how these goals unfolded, 
It's really the missed opportunities on the power plays that stand out to me. 0 for 4 is, is the way that it looks, but even even worse than it does because there were no grade A chances, it felt like, after the first one. Well, and Ross, where this all fell apart on the power play for me is that moment where the Ottawa Senators get two back-to-back penalties. First, it's a... Uh, I believe it's a too many men penalty. Yeah, it's a too many men penalty by the Canes. So not a penalty you want to take if you're the Hurricanes. The Sens do nothing on that and penalty. Just, just to jump in there too, that happened, the too many men penalty, right after the Sens got another break because Eric Branstrom definitely hooked Michael Bunting on the back check. No call. And then as the puck is being fought over after that, Bunting is still like kind of maintaining possession in the offensive zone. Whistle goes. So not only is it a chance at a potential penalty on Ottawa, then they get a power play, nothing, and then they get another. Yeah, you're really being given an opportunity here, and then I thought for sure they're going to get some momentum after this, because now the penalty killers are tired. You've you've just been like, okay, we wasted that opportunity, but we're right back at it. Let's go for it, because uh, Brady Shea gets a delay of game penalty. Nothing. And just embarrassing efforts too, like Chikrin losing the puck at the line, and then okay, let's let's regroup. Next power play unit comes on, and then Sanderson drops it for Timmy, and Timmy skates right over it, and it's like okay, we can't even. There's no Hurricanes player within 50 feet of us, and we can't even touch the puck and bring it up the ice here. Like that's where we're at. That's where we're at with the special teams. And then when just when you think the power play is the worst of their issue, they go 0 for 4, by the way, as you can see on the graphic. The penalty kill is dog shit, too. They allow 2 for 2 on the power play for the Hurricanes. The Sens PK, I believe, is in 28th in the league. Like, neither of these special teams is working at all. And Ian Mendez tweeted out that I think the, what, the Sens are 0 for 15 Seven. at home? 17. 0 for 17 in their last uh, 17 power play attempts at home. At home. This is just, this is just not going their way. And you can, you can have a little bit of leniency Ross, if they're building momentum and they're getting chances on the power play, right? Cause then you're like, okay, they're putting pressure. They're tipping the scale in their favor, but none of that's happening at all. Like, it's it's almost a waste of time getting a power play. You can't even you can't even think anything's going to happen. We're getting to a point where you might as well defer. <laughs> it's tough sledding right now. Speaking of penalties, should we talk about the misconduct at the end of this game? Brady Kachuk, a part of the Senators, going zero for three on power plays. One thing I do want to hit on beforehand, and maybe Brady was about to shoot that direction as well, but they had clearly targeted the glove side for P- Peter Ch- uh, Kachetkov and. I don't why? know. Why. You, yeah. look, you look pretty competent catching shots, but even in the third period when they're down three, like they were trying anything to get back in the game except for shooting anywhere but glove. And, and Kachekov just made them look kind of silly and, and no, no tough shots at all. Yeah, Ross, I think I counted in my notes eight different glove saves and not just like a glove save, but a clean catch and hold whistle save like that. Like that's it. Easy. Just picking cherries out there, Kachekov. He's making it look easy on the sends. I don't know. Maybe that's one of those things. I, I don't have the uh, full tape on Kachekov. Maybe the game notes suggested that was his weak spot. But by the fifth or sixth time when he's just making you look silly, maybe try switching it up. Try a different side. Try doing something else. You know what is in the game notes on Peter Kachekov? 
is that he plays an acrobatic, out-of-control style. Yeah. And I'm surprised Brady Kachuk wasn't half expecting it because sitting at home, up three, I was like, I think he's going to he's gonna come out and be really aggressive here. And I didn't know that he was going to kind of dive. He didn't dive towards the feet, but he knew that Brady was going too fast to get out of the way, and he did not make contact with the puck with his stick. That, to me, is kind of the the rule and whether it's a dirty play or not, if you're the goalie and you can hand eye and say, I'm going to get the puck, then body be damned. It lands where it lands. You're playing the puck and you can get a touch on it. If you can't physically touch the puck or don't make an effort and get extremely close to me, it comes a tripping penalty at the very least. It's two minutes for tripping. Yeah. And at that moment, Ross, you've gotten a tripping penalty on a penalty shot. Now I want a two on O penalty shot call. That's how that's replayed. If you get an infraction on a penalty shot, now Timmy and Brady, two on O up on uh, Kachekov. That's what's got to happen next. But Brady was not expecting that at all. I think that's safe to say. He was coming in and like that shocked me, Ross. Brady coming in at like 100 miles per hour, skating so fast. And Kachekov's already out past his crease. But then, like you mentioned, once he realizes Brady has his head down and is going way too fast, he's like, screw this. Why give him an opportunity to do anything? I'm just going to dive at him here. And that's what he does. And that could have been a serious injury for Brady Kachuk. How fast he was going unexpectedly and going into the boards like that. I don't blame Brady at all for being that pissed off about it. Like, talk about getting your wires crossed. We've been saying that a lot lately. Brady's Brady's wires were absolutely jumbled after that play, and rightfully so. Our guy Jimmy Jimmy Hyde all the way out in Aussie land, mentioning when Brady Kachuk's that mad at the end of the game, things did not go well. I think back to the one in Chicago that you always like remembering back to, but he had one of those, I don't want to call it a meltdown, but a temper tantrum. It was a temper tantrum tonight, and you know he didn't get kicked out for reacting initially. They showed it. He was sent yeah. back out from the bench. <laughs> He's not done. I can't believe DJ put him out after that. Like, that's got to be one one of those things where you're DJ. You're like, okay, maybe I should uh, pull the reins in here a little bit. I don't know if I don't know if Brady was necessarily looking up or stepping off the ice himself. He looked like he had one thought in mind once he got back to the bench, and that was yeah. to go let Piotr Kachetkov know that uh, he wasn't done. He told him, "Be ready. Be ready." Be ready. And uh, I feel like in those situations, and maybe this is a conversation that Matthew would be able to have with Brady as the older brother. If you're going to do it, maybe don't announce it to him and make it that obvious. If you want to go and play hard till the whistle, maybe give him an extra poke. He certainly gave you a poke. Then then go do it. But you, by announcing it, like I, I think if I was the ref, I'd probably do the same thing. Be like, It's either going to get out of hand or I just get this one guy out of here and we know he's going to start it. Oh, 100% is the right call by the refs. <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, that's a check the game notes. You see Brady Kachuk acting like that, you better get him out of there before things go absolutely off the wall. So, yeah, yeah. that's what the refs had to do. That was Garrett Rank, the same guy who said, everybody, 10 minutes. So, <laughs> everybody else on the ice, 10 minutes. Yeah. He's he's seen Brady Kachuk uh, certainly a, a few times. So we'll get into how this game uh, devolved. It didn't deteriorate, Pilsy. It devolved. We will continue to vent in the post-cat chat. And when you look at uh, when you look at how this night affects the Ottawa Senator, not great. Not great. It's just not great. This was a this was a stay state. 
Oh, I want to cry. This, I was going to call it a maintain pace night. They're literally in last place. <laughs> yeah, dude. We can't be maintaining this pace. Come on. We got to keep pace. You just got to win Win tonight. We'll, oh, damn. We'll still be in last place. Especially, I Ross. You can't be worried. Like, if this is a marathon race and you're maintaining pace, you can't be maintaining pace in the last place when you have 10 more kilometers to go in the marathon than everybody else does. <laughs> Slow and steady finishes the race. We'll see where the sense finish, but there's there's still uh there's still math guy fifty nine more games left oh, after tonight for the Ottawa Center. We got games in hand though. Let me see your hands. You got games there? Uh I got games. I'm balancing a few games here. But Pilsy, this one started with the Ottawa Senators scoring, believe it or not. The what? Ottawa Senators were up one nothing. Josh Norris, seventh of the season. A beautiful tip off an Eric Brandstrom point shot. And may I add an Eric Brandstrom point shot on an offensive play where everybody was on the left side of the ice and Travis Hamnick's over there on the right point, beaver tapping. He said, I'm open. Wait, while we're on Travis Hamnick, all-time hot Mike moment. A hammer behind the net, just hanging out, not doing anything. And the ref's like, hammer, I'm right here. He, Hamnick's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. He's like, Hamnick. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Like, even the refs are like, this guy is an absolute nut job. If I don't scream at him that I'm on the ice near him, he's going to absolutely wire it at me. I know it. And uh, that was just all all time to catch that on the mic. The refs are even afraid of Travis Hamnick there. Oh, my goodness. The, the comedy hurts a little more when you can't, uh, like, fall back on, on a victory. But... Just tough times right now, Pills. You look at it, it's mm. two steps forward, three steps back. Then they took four steps forward. I felt even five with the two losses in the first in the last five games heading into tonight. We felt good about where the team's game was at. Yeah. First period, I felt pretty good about it. It was, you know, back and forth, but you end up having uh, you know, the advantage after the first period, in my opinion. I know the score was tied. They had that power play goal late in the first period. Martin Nakish um getting that one. One timer, no chance for for Eunice uh, Corpusalo on that one. It's one one, but it, it's really the second period where I have a problem with the whole thing. But they they went they went upwards of nine and a half minutes towards the end of the second period into the third period, but they didn't have a shot on goal. They just kind of it's the team not being able to do the ebbs and flows of a hockey game, and it's it's really a problem. Whenever something goes bad, then all of a sudden three, four, five things go bad. Well, and it's tough too, Ross. We all know this Carolina Hurricanes team. We talked about it on today's episode of Meth. Defensive structure. You cannot allow this team to get in such a commanding lead halfway through the game because they're just going to park the bus and shut it down on you. And that's what they did. They do it so well, and they're able to do it up against the Sense Knight easily. Easily is the key word there, Pelsey. Yeah, like that. We're talking about a goaltending duo that's actually worse than the Ottawa Senators, and the Sens are only able to muster up one measly goal up against them in the first period at home. At home, and with only well, thirty-two, I guess, is all right. But you look at a bit of score effects in the third period, right? They had nineteen shots after two, only eight shots in the second period, and really, like, let's go see a natural stat trick. I want to see the chances were. 
were way less than that until it was out of reach. And then they had a couple breakaways. Batherson can't finish on his. And then, man, Timmy was trying to do way too much tonight. Way yeah, too t- much. Timmy, that was one of those games where he was getting frustrated and we saw it. Like after that uh, little mishap that I talked about on the power play where Timmy just skates right over the puck, he goes to the bench. <laughs> the classic two-hand smack, like just hates his twig, hates the thing, slams the door, doesn't close. He slams it again. Like Timmy, Timmy was beside himself this game, like just – just gone emotionally so frustrated and it did result in some pretty exciting plays and he was able to kind of create some chances but and then on top of that running into an absolute fridge Brady Kachuk at the blue line trying to enter the zone he hits Brady and just bounces back off of him like that's tough for Tim I saw somebody our guy saw somebody tweet that highlight and say (laughs) um Say that uh, with oh, where was I going with that? The uh, the yellow here for Mo uh, distracted me. We appreciate you, Mo. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Thank you, Mo. What, what uh, you about? Timmy running into Brady and getting oh, bounced man. off of him. Yeah, somebody posted that and said uh, the send season summed up in one clip. Basically, yeah, like oh, momentum, momentum, and you hit a brick wall. And the verbal meme: the blue line is the second period. You get past the second <laughs> yeah. period, and it's just a kick in the teeth like it's been so many nights here for the Ottawa Senators, who fall below 500 again. Name a less iconic duo, the Ottawa Senators and second periods and the Ottawa Sen- or the Ottawa Senators and being at or above 500 on the season. Impossible. Senators fall to 11 and 12 through 23 games. We'll have some Sen Central standouts. Will we, Pilsy? I'll get his answer when we come back. Let me tell you about our friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. We love them. They are the official sports sports friend, I'll say, because I'm so dialed into my fact my FanDuel has zero dollars in it. Um, but what it what it last yeah, responsibly. But what it did do is at the Glebe Central Pub, last time I was there, I was feeling very good because I was all props all the time. And I love hanging out at the Glebe Central Pub for a number of reasons. One, all my buddies are always with me. It's a great place to go on a Friday, Saturday night, go hang out with friends, be amongst friends and be amongst good vibes. Whether it's open mic night, whether it's, you know, a comedy night. I saw they had the dartboard in there as well. Happy holidays, Mo. I'm going to be heading to the Glebe Central Pub with some of that for sure. Go check them out. And I'm also going to get in to the Sens Shuttle for $17 on the Sens Shuttle. I can go to and from Ottawa Senators games. To go there, just visit GlebeCentralPub.com and hit the Sens bus. Now, when you get to that page, there will be an option for Sens tickets. If you get it from there, those are tickets to the game. So make sure you scroll down and click on the game you want to attend. $17 round trip to and fl- from the Glebe Central Pub. You can go visit them, 779 Bank Street, right in the heart of the Glebe. And the Ottawa Senators are about to go on a massive road trip. When you're going on a road trip, you got to make sure your car is set up and ready to go. And eBay Motors is the best place to do that. Passion, drive, and patience that's what brings home a winning trophy. Maybe the Sens could learn a bit from that passion, drive, and patience. That could be our new mantra. And that's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up for peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, exhaust kits, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. You gotta love it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that dub. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Check it out today, guys. eBay Motors. Welcome back to the postcast. Sens lose 4-1 at home. The Senators now embark on a five-game road trip that begins on Thursday at St. Louis. Brady Kachuk heads home to take on his childhood team. He's usually pretty good in those games. We'll have those numbers for you in the next couple of days on Locked On Senators. If you're just joining us tonight, make sure to check out today's episode of LOSP, where we are joined by Mark Mathot discussing the David Perron suspension, which, by the way, has been appealed by the NHLPA. I'm kind of sick of talking about that, <laughs> although uh, at this What? They appealed it? You didn't know that? Oh, my God. I was moving on from it. I know. They hate player safety. They're punishing this guy too much for cross-checking another guy we're supposed to protect in the head. Well, Alan Walsh wet his pants on uh, social media last night, so I think that that probably played a little bit of a role in it. We'll see what happens there, but what happened tonight was a uh, 4-1 loss, disheartening 4-1 loss where the Senators' power play did squat, and they just weren't good. And what I do appreciate, and, and like, look, there's lots of nights where I sit here and I say, could the coaching have been better? Tonight really, to me, felt like an execution thing. I mean, let us know in the chat. Maybe it's a continuous problem. The but special he- teams coaching, though, that there's got to be something going on there. So what do you do? Look, I don't like calling for another man's job. So what I'll do, Ross, is I'm going to spin zone this. Is I'm going to create two new job opportunities. One of them is as an assistant coach for the Ottawa Senators that runs the power play. One of them is for an assistant coach for the Ottawa Senators that runs the penalty kill. I want those jobs with new people at the helm of them because I feel like that's what you got to do to instill some accountability. You can keep keep DJ Smith, the the coach that these guys still run through a wall for. He's still the voice. You don't want to switch coaches till you get a new general manager and they can pick their own guy. That's all fine and dandy. But if only Ross... The Ottawa Senators had at their disposal someone with a really offensively talented mind that is interested in coaching, and then someone who is very defensively sound with lots of experience that is also at their disposal. If they could have those two two people available and ready, I think that could be something interesting to look at here. Yeah, uh, you could count me in for that. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be very interesting to see. You have anyone in mind? (laughs) I don't. I would love to see Daniel Alfredson get a full crack at this power play, and I would love to see Jacques Martin get full control of this penalty kill. It would be very interesting to see that. Great, be great. At least to try it. And again, this isn't me calling. For people to lose their job, this is me calling for people to obtain this job. Interesting to say that because I think you might be on to something. However, 
I don't want to let the players off the hook because it wasn't the assistant coaches who were bobbling the puck or That's taking true. it one on three like we saw Stutzla and Batherson and others do tonight. Brady Kachuk only has points in three of his last nine games, 10 games after tonight. He's got multi-point efforts in those games, but there's a lot of nights where you're hoping for the captain to come through offensively to push this team over the top. Tonight, though, the fourth goal especially, where they just walked right down Main Street twice. Corpus Allo makes the first save, great glove save. Next shift, they let them do it again. There was, there was nothing. And the worst part about that, Ross, actually, there's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> okay. Sebastian Ajo gets this puck at the corner of the blue line right at the end of the ozone. So he has as far away from the net as possible without being beyond the blue line, right? Correct. This is the Carolina Hurricanes' best player. How does the Ottawa Senators allow him to go from the corner of the blue line at the point and waltz all the way to the slot and rip one past Corpy like that? Like, how is there not a read being going on, being like, all right, this puck's over here. This is their best player. Let's get some pressure on there. They do a little switch, and Timmy ends up being the guy that has to cover Aho. But at this point... Aho's already found his lane, and Timmy has no chance to get him, and he just waltzes right by him into the most coveted area of the ice. The best player does it with ease. That cannot be happening. And, yeah, I'm not putting this one on Corpy. All four goals, basically, the guys held him out to dry. Do you care to know what the deserve to win a meter it was on Money Puck? It can't be in the Sens' favor. It is. How How much? 53-47. But it was Ottawa after the first period. And then it was pretty even until the Carolina Hurricanes scored their first of three goals in quick succession in the second period. And then it was just dominant after that. It really was. There was no two ways about it. The players for the Ottawa Senators, I don't think anyone really stood out enormously. Like, Do you have any Sen Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub? I do not, Ross, but one thing I will say, Brady Kachuk trying to fight a goalie after a penalty shot is pretty cool. Well, it reminded me of one Andre Waugh in the early yeah. days <laughs> yeah, of Locked On Tenors. Trying to fight a goalie in a shootout. Yeah, very <laughs> similar. And look, if you're going to suck, at least suck going down swinging and being pissed off. So you actually you know what, Ross? I will give Brady Kachuk a Sen Central standout. I, I'm doing it. I will give Brady Kachuk a Sen Central standout. I mean, the, he still finished plus one and had seven hits and eight shots and tried to fight a goalie on a penalty shot. That I like it. That guy can lead my team any day of the week. So Brady Kachuk, Sen Central standout. I don't care I'm, what the chat says. I'm surprised that you're putting uh, putting all those stats out there and not mentioning that Brady Kachuk went 100% in the faceoff dot. Damn, even better. Let's go. And he didn't just take one. Took five. Five for five in the dot. Hell yeah. Love it. This is the funniest Brady Kachuk stat line of all time. I think I'm going to tweet it out later on one of our graphics. It was. I want to get it all at once. 
Brady Kachuk, plus one, 10 penalty minutes, seven hits, eight shots, five for five in the face-off dot, and tossed. Yeah, that's sick. Then I should put a little note at the bottom. Tried to fight the goalie. After oh, taking penalty shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the when he wasn't given the opportunity to fight the goalie, he tried to fight the whole fight bench. The, fight the bench. I love it. I, that's my guy. Is that Brady's signature move to take on the whole bench? Because he's done that more than once. But Ross, that's the thing. Like, obviously, other than some of the like the top goons in the league, Brady Kachuk pretty much can go up to any bench and just say, I'll take on literally any one of you pigeons. Who, who wants it? Who wants it? Well, There's not many guys that I think Brady would actively back down if the situation and everything was right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm going to yeah. give my central standout to Claude Giroux because he extended his point streak tonight, and also he's the guy who, like, you can tell that he gets his extra gear, especially defensively, in terms of like chasing down pucks and trying to hound them and create possession when his team was down two and then ultimately when they're down three. So maybe you can kind of counter that and be like, well, shouldn't he be doing that all the time? But it just feels like he has an extra gear that you wish some of the other guys were able to have in terms of the execution of play. So um, yeah, for that reason, I'll give I'll give Giroux one. Yeah, so he, he extended his point streak to four games tonight. He's got six points in the last four games. So um, I got to pick somebody, right? So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, not Sen Central standout worthy, but I thought Matthew Joseph had a nice game as well. He was creating a lot of opportunities with his speed. Um, yeah, this was uh, this is a tough one. And especially, Ross, like we talked about it, this is one of those games where you want to get the two points up against uh, an Eastern team that's down bad right now and you're – going to hopefully be jockeying for position later on. If they would have laid an egg like this on the first game of the Western road trip, give those Western team the points. Obviously, you want those points for yourself, but it doesn't hurt as much to lose them. This one hurts leading into a Western swing. It hurts. It certainly does. Tim F., appreciate you, brother. Is it fair to say that Sen's next four games define the season? Uh, these, these aren't the teams that they're playing next, but these are teams that they're going to have to catch. Um, the next four games for Ottawa at St. Louis, at Dallas, at Vegas, at Arizona. And I may as well uh, avalanche slide down the rest of the road trip over in Denver, Colorado, before coming back home to face the Penguins in their final game before Christmas. But I'd say this next six game stretch can it can define their season for a bad thing. I think if they go five and one, they're still not out of the woods. Then it's just, you know, you're firmly back in the mix. But yeah, I'd say we're going to know. We're going to know a lot about this team by the time they break for those three days at Christmas. Yeah, big time, Ross, especially because there's not a lot of easy games in this stretch. Honestly, there I wouldn't even say there's one really. St. Louis and Arizona, maybe those are teams you're you're hoping to jump on, but the rest are all heavy hitters, and it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and... I don't know. I, I don't know how the Sens pull themselves out of this. Like, they're... They're just not gaining any momentum here at 11 and 12. Like, it's brutal. Every time they get to, to 500, they they slide back down. And, uh, yeah, Bizla's net mentioning in the chat, this will be Jacob Chikrin's return to Mullet Arena, to Arizona, his first time back with the Senators since being traded here March 1st. 
I haven't loved Chikrin's game lately. I wouldn't even say I, I, I've liked it lately. Like, he's been kind of a zero, and there's like, that was a, he absolutely sewered Sandy on what was that, the third goal where he yeah. just takes that quick uh, line change, and Sandy doesn't realize the puck slips back him, and he's like, there's no one back there. Like, I got to get on my horse. And ultimately, it's not enough as I still get it. But I don't know. I haven't loved his play. Like, we haven't seen those patented. Like, remember, Ross, we were ranting and raving last year in the few games he played with the Sens last season, how good he was with one hand on a stick breaking up plays. You're not seeing that this year. Like, you're not seeing any of his defensive attributes that were almost as highly touted as his offensive attributes. I think they were. I think if not, yeah. like maybe even more. Now, I mean, I'm this gonna... is a guy that scored 20. He scored almost 20 True. goals. Like he's no, a goal right. scorer, but yeah. You're right. Now I'm going to pull this up and it might be too many numbers. So if that's the case, you know, we don't love too many numbers on this show, but I just want you to take a look at what's sorted right now. Far right goals against in the second period. There's three teams that tied for the league lead with 38. One of them is uh, one of the best teams in the league, Colorado. One of them is one of the worst teams in the league, San Jose. And one of them has played five less games than the other two. That's the Ottawa Senators. And that really scares me. That's, that's a lot of goals to be given up in the second period. And you just you cannot expect to have consistent games when when you only play a third of them. And that's one where games in hand doesn't do you any favors on this stat. Sheesh. Other way around. It's brutal. It's brutal. It really is. And and something needs to to give because uh yeah, I, but I don't know what it is cuz you know what the the double-edged sword is here? When when you get to the point where you win one or two games in a row or three of four or two of three, you get on these little mini runs, you're like, oh, why would we change anything? Because it's here. Like it sounds obvious that like they made some more major changes after the five nothing loss to Florida, but yeah. just little tweaks. You're just like, no, do it again, do it again. Always feels like it is. Where I feel like there should still be some evolution, even though they're winning a couple of games. And um, I'm not sure where that comes from. But again, tonight execution is the word I keep coming back to. And um, yeah, I, I I didn't love. I didn't. I don't even. I guess I I did do Giroux, but like. There's a lot more guys that I'm disappointed with than guys that uh, that you know were were going to move the needle in a positive direction tonight. Yeah, and I mean lack of execution is a good way to describe it, Ross, because it's not like this team didn't get chances. Like there was a penalty shot. Uh, they had a couple uh, two on ones. They had some breakaways. They had some grade A opportunities. They had four power plays, two of them which were back to back, and they don't get uh, anything going. Like the opportunities to execute and to capitalize and to put this game away were there and they don't grab them. Danny saying, guys, give fire DJ a rest. We need to see what this can, what he can do in 2026. Yeah. I, give the guys some leash here. Give him some time to get it, get his roster together. The second period curse of the Ottawa senators. Owen writes in, with that, uh, Jacoby saying maybe we should ch- trade Chikrin. I- I'm not going that far yet. No. Especially, that's a decision that if you're going to make it, you make it in the middle of next year at $4.6 million. Say what you want about playing, you know, higher or maybe like, you know, not playing up to his standard. But at $4.6 million, he's still providing a lot of value for the Ottawa Senators. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something where once Shabbat comes back into the mix, maybe he's able to find his role a little bit better. But like Jacob Chickren was the number one defenseman in Arizona for a few seasons. Right? Yeah. Like he should like being a number two or a number three, this guy should be able to thrive. You would hope so. I mean, not that Arizona had much success with him as the number one. That's why I was kind of like, huh? Like, is that, you know, what, what what is that on your resume? Is that like a, you know, a state college? But, I mean, he put up he put up points uh, as a number one defenseman no, uh, in a struggling team. Like, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not throwing in the towel on Chickren, obviously, but I'm just saying he Concerned. this is not the Jacob Chickren that the Ottawa Senators traded for and saw last year. Let's just say that. Yeah, at least con- recently. concerned right now. So the Senators, yeah. you know, they travel tomorrow. They head to, to St. Louis. They'll be on the ice on uh, Thursday morning, a game day for the Ottawa Senators. It's an 8 o'clock game day. We'll have the postcast a little later, but we'll be back with you tomorrow here, Locked On Senators. Pilsy, any final thoughts? Sens lose 4-3, 4-1. I wish it was 4-3. They lose by three. Score is 4-1. to one. They're out shooting their opponents, Carolina, 32 to 28. But one of the things that jumped out to me was scoring chances in this game. Very, very much more telling than it is on the scoreboard. In the second period, uh, Carolina had eight scoring chances to only one for Ottawa. And uh, that to me is kind of where this game was lost. And the Senators, they they had a bit of a push. Kachekov made some good saves when it was already 4-1. But again, at that point, feels like the game is is already over. Yeah, I, I agree, Ross. Uh, tough one here. You guys know, though, the postcast, we vibe, we vent, we vented. Thank you to everyone, 152 of you in the chat right now. Thank you to Mo, very generous. Uh, we appreciate that. I'm um, seeing a lot of friendly faces in the chat. We love all the rider guys that are, are always here, even after a tough 4 1 loss. So just send Central Standout the chat. The, the chat the sends it, sends fans in the postcast. I'd love to just fill the Glebe Central Pub with everybody who's in the chat right now. Hey Ross, we're due for another live show, so we should we should do that uh, again because that was an absolute blast. Okay, well leave leave us some go sends goes in the chat and uh, happy holidays to everyone there and Mo as well. We we do truly appreciate that, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow on the Locked On Senators podcast. Senators lose four one tonight. At the Canadian Tire Center, they'll head out on the road and we will head out for the evening. Get some go sends goes in the chat. Really appreciate each and every one of you who join us after each and every Ottawa Senators game right here on our YouTube channel where you can like, subscribe, leave a comment as well to the left. Make sure you like the video on the way out for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Go visit the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, tasty drinks, and an awesome atmosphere right at 779 Bank Street in the heart of the Glebe. This has been a presentation of the Locked On Senators Podcast, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.